0: They're
1: back, Chris, defoliating trees, raining poop, I mean
0: frass. Not again, we just talked about these invasive caterpillars in the fall, and what do we call
1: them now? Spongy moths. And we'll learn about a native bird who's thrilled they're back. I'm Dave Anderson with the Forest Society.
0: And I'm Chris Martin with
1: New Hampshire Audubon, and
0: this is Something Wild. (laughs)
1: been out in certain parts of the state, you can't miss the caterpillars munching their way through the forest, as they did last summer, when they defoliated 50,000 acres, especially in the Conway area. Formerly known as gypsy moths, the Lymantria dispar are now called spongy moths.
2: And the reason uh, it's called spongy moth is because of the appearance of the egg masses. They're just kind of spongy, hairy masses that cover everything.
0: So it's spongy eggs, not spongy moth. Correct, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I guess maybe
2: spongy egg moth
0: would have been more accurate.
1: (laughs) We recently sat down with Bill Davidson, Forest Health Specialist with the New Hampshire Division of Forest and Lands. He's been tracking the spongy moth infestation that's been defoliating huge swaths of New Hampshire forests for the second year in a row. Last week, he actually surveyed parts of the state by plane.
2: I was flying kind of over the Conway area, which is the most heavily impacted portion of the state right now, we were able to see pretty extensive damage across the region. Pretty similar, maybe a little more severe um, from what we were seeing last year.
1: Historically, biological controls were used to help keep spongy moths in check.
2: There are some pathogens uh, that are the main controlling factors for um, spongy moth outbreaks. There's a fungus called Entomophaga mayamaga, and also a uh, nuclear polyhedrosis virus that can eventually, once the caterpillar population reaches a critical mass will kind of run rampant and knock them back to their endemic levels where you don't really notice them that much.
0: Is there anything that people can do if uh, moths are chewing up the trees that are around their houses? What can they do?
2: Really the best thing to do is uh, sit and wait. It's unsightly and the caterpillars can be a nuisance, but the trees are pretty good at um, kind of being resilient and surviving the defoliation event. You'll even see trees that get defoliated early. By the uh, end of the summer, we'll have put out a new set of leaves. That's a relief. Yeah. <laughs> Awful. <laughs> but there are a lot of kind of home remedies that I see people try, things like putting burlap around their trees um, or spraying insecticides. It's like trying to fight a tidal wave, though, right? It yes, exactly. It, it's not effective.
1: We have some of Bill's photos of this year's spongy moth outbreak at NHPR.org. With so many caterpillars, you'd think that the birds would be
0: ecstatic. Most birds can't digest the large, hairy caterpillars, but our regular resident blue jays and Baltimore Orioles do eat them. The spongy moth caterpillar outbreak means
1: that we may get a chance to see two usually shy and relatively hard-to-see birds, the black-billed cuckoo and the yellow-billed cuckoo. These
0: two caterpillar specialists follow outbreaks of spongy moths, webworms, and tent caterpillars. Cuckoos are secretive and tend to perch motionless for a long time, so finding one can be really tricky. You're more likely to hear them first. Cuckoos eat lots of spiny caterpillars. Those spines end up sticking to the lining in their stomach. So periodically, they shed their stomach lining, coughing it back up in a pellet like an owl. Well, their reliance
1: on the unpredictable outbreaks of caterpillars means that the time from egg-laying to fledgling is just 17 days. That's the shortest for any bird.
0: You can learn more about native cuckoos by checking out the Cornell All About Birds website. For Something Wild, I'm Chris Martin. And thanks again to Bill Davidson for joining us.
1: And for more information about spongy moths and forest health, go to nhbugs.org. I'm Dave Anderson. Something Wild is a partnership of New Hampshire Audubon, the Forest Society, and NHPR, and is produced by the team at Outside In. And I thought this was a tree script. Every tree thread becomes a bird thread.